So Microsoft discontinues the Xbox One X and One S Digital Edition. Uh, xCloud is launching in the Xbox Game Pass Ultimate catalog in September. And Xbox Series X can play basically all Xbox One games unless they use Connect. Oh, and also the EU, an EU probe is asking if Amazon, Apple, Amazon, and other giants are stifling the Internet of Things. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty Xbox-focused episode, and this isn't even an official event, as far as I'm aware. We just announced a load of news. So, yeah, let's get started. I'm going to do this in two segments because there's an EU probe and a plethora of Xbox news today. Uh, we're really kind of in the Xboxes area now. It's time for Xbox to cut Star coming out with loads of stuff. So let's start with One X and One S just being completely discontinued. So for One X and One S or Digital Edition have been have stopped production as they're going into One Series X. The original Xbox One S, however will continue to be manufactured and sold globally. Globally. So it doesn't mean it will instantly disappear from store shelves, that's not what production stopping means. What that means is that there will be no new uh yeah, there will be no new consoles being produced of either the One X or the One S digital edition. Now if you do still want to get your hands on Xbox One, your best chance will probably be your original Xbox One S. As it just is the one that they're currently manufacturing still. But right now, I say just don't bother and wait for the One X. See what that price is. Because it could also drive the price of a One S down. Personally, I think this makes sense for them to stop production. They're just about to do a plethora of One X kind of official announcements next week for games and stuff. I can't wait for that day. That's going to be a really good event to see. And the One X is the company's current most powerful console, but gamers who want the fastest hardware at this point in time will probably wait for the Series X in fall, or just go Windows Gaming PC. One S Digital Edition, meanwhile, could be supplanted by the Series S. Again, we don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, Xbox have released an official statement. I guess I'll read it quickly. So, start quote. At Xbox, we're making massive investments to forge the future of gaming, a future that puts the player at the centre of the Xbox experience. We continue to build great games for Xbox One, we continue to build out Game Pass, now with more than 10 million members across Xbox console and PC. We're previewing Project X Cloud in 15 countries so gamers can play games with their friends on any device, and we're working hard on the next generation of console gaming with Xbox Series X, the fastest and most powerful console we've ever built, which includes backward compatibility with thousands of Xbox games and all Xbox One accessories. As we ramp into the future with Series X, we're taking the natural step of stopping production on the Xbox One X and Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Xbox One S will continue to be manufactured and sold globally, Gamers can check with their local retailers for more details on Xbox One hardware availability. So, sorry, end quote. So yeah, they're not just ditching the Xbox One's family of consoles completely. They're just 
are ramping up production of a Series X. Same as uh, Sony doing with PlayStation 5, they're apparently doubling production because they got massive demand. No one even knows the price, I, I don't think. Personally, I wouldn't be saying, oh yeah, I'm going to buy this until I know the price. But gaming is increasing, and I do understand why they're doing this. It's the same thing as Microsoft is doing, just completely focusing on that uh, production. So, Microsoft is launching X Cloud Streaming in game in September and it will be free for anyone who has Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. So it's basically going to get a new name and apparently much bigger ambitions. This story came from The Verge, the last one will come from Engadget, all remaining, all remaining news stories will come from The Verge and I will see if I can get links to each story in my description today. Uh, yeah, I'll see what I can do about that. So the xCloud service, for those who don't know, basically if you have an Android device and you're in a certain certain countries, then you can basically play a certain amount of games. Uh, whenever there's, I'm not sure what games it is now, but there's roughly yeah, there's a fair amount of games on there. I think it's currently still more than Stadia, which you know. Like just think about that. Xcloud beta, Stasia full, Xcloud more games. That might not be true anymore, but last time I checked it was true. But basically, in Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, from September, you don't just get your Xbox Live Access and your Game Pass Xbox and Game Pass PC subscription. You also get Xcloud game streaming. And that's for the same 15 buck price 15 bucks a month price. Uh so more than 100 Xbox Game Pass titles will be playable on a phone or tablet when the streaming service launches, but they're not detailing what countries will be supported at launch. I can imagine it will probably be the same ones that are available in the preview, it just wouldn't make sense to go, okay you've had your preview, now we're going to take it away for a bit, put it onto the US only and then give it to everyone, it will probably be the same companies that already have it. However. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate will be the only way to access streaming at launch. Now, it's not going to be ha always limited to this, but for launch it will be. Now, basically it's playing games that you own. So, yeah, so what we've said is, start quote, over time we will continue to expand how we introduce streaming as part of a platform. And playing games that you own, that aren't part of a subscription, end quote. Uh, so yeah, it sounds like we do have more plans, but they're putting it in Ultimate for no additional cost for, for launch, and I assume that means that that will, that will be how it stays until, from launch onwards. Uh, apparently Game Pass Ultimate is an audience that plays a lot of games. Trust me, that can be true, but they can also not be true. It makes sense. Now, whilst everyone accessing xCloud games streaming in September will do so for a phone or tablet, we don't know what devices will be supported. So currently, as far as we're aware, it will probably be Android, but Microsoft is in discussions with Apple over App Store policies that are preventing Microsoft from testing xCloud in the, with the same features as the Android version. So far, the tests have been limited to a single Halo game. Now, 
They want to bring xCloud eventually to every screen that someone can stream games to. So, probably PC, maybe even an Xbox or a dongle, but we don't know. Uh, so, they said that they'll talk more specifically about which mobile devices through August and with September launch. So, they're not confirming yet, but I would assume definitely Android as it's already available there so again why take it off now it also sounds like they so from that there will be more details on xcloud launch in general in august and as for the ps4 controller support and streaming games to pc he provides more clarity on the plans next month but xcloud won't be the final name so it's not the official name and you should think of it as Game Pass Streaming or Xbox Streaming. It goes something like that according to Phil Spencer. So they don't have a final name just yet, but it won't be Project X Cloud. Now they also have bigger ambitions with X Cloud that go beyond streaming to mobile devices. So there's an ease of browsing and buying capability on X Cloud that apparently Phil Spencer finds incredibly valuable today. And start quote Many times, the first time I play a game will actually be on xCloud, so I can go and use it as my snackable trial experience." End quote. So it seems like Microsoft is planning to use xCloud as a vehicle for enabling people to quickly try out Xbox games. So it could, in theory, allow you to log into an Xbox console, see your friends playing a game, and quickly join in before your download is finished completing or follow a link from Facebook Gaming in the future. If you're wondering why I'm saying Facebook Gaming, uh, that is because it's basically uh, Mixer is moving to Facebook Gaming. It was a massive shock to everybody. It was just like, okay, we're scrapping Mixer. Everyone goes Facebook. Like, it was literally just like that. They said it exactly. It was basically like that. Like, no warning, no signs that it was going to happen. It just happened. Uh, they also said that the trial will be as is supposedly going to, to trial new games will supposedly be as easy as it is for music and video today. So you could, as if you're saying a track to a Spotify track, a link to a Spotify track today, and you can stream it instantly. Over time, anywhere you see a game, you should be able to give it a try. So any device or web browser, just streaming it from xCloud basically. It's similar to what's promised with Stadia, but yeah, I don't know, it's not guaranteed. Now GeForce Now has run into trouble with publishers by offering their games to stream without their permission. Uh, Microsoft hasn't run into those problems with publishers yet. Over 100 games will be there. So, according to Spencer, start quote, Over 100 games will be there. We have an existing relationship with so many publishers already. So, for us, the conversation is how do we take the great business that we built together as a platform and as a studio or publisher and expand it? End quote. So, it doesn't guarantee every Game Pass game will be available for xCloud game streaming, but it sounds like the vast majority. A lot of game developers have benefited from increased sales thanks to Game Pass, especially indie developers who see the immediate benefit of access to more than 10 million subscribers. Again, that's more than 10 million subscribers on Game Pass. 
as I already said, oh, okay. So, they're apparently planning to show more games coming to xCloud during the Series X Games event next week. And there will be more solid launch details in August. This has been being built since 2013 when the company first demonstrated Halo 4 running on a Windows phone. Wow, I didn't even realise that. And this is nearly a year of publicly testing xCloud but they're being officially launched. That's not a short time frame, but it's also not a particularly long one. Like, it's longer than, say, yeah, you know, it's a very decent and very respectable time frame for them to be doing this in, I believe. Uh, yeah, well done to Microsoft for doing this so well. Honestly, when I use xCloud, I think the only bottleneck is actually just my Bluetooth controller. Like, I know sit, I think it's just my controller, that's my bottleneck when I'm playing. But it could, it could be the streaming service or my Wi-Fi, but, you know, more often than not, it's completely playable for me. And that's the amazing thing. Uh, the final story is that Series X can play all Xbox One games unless it uses Kinect. Uh, yeah, this is so much Xbox news, I'm kind of shocked. To be honest, at how much they're just announcing today when they've got an event in a week. But... Basically, they won't su- support existing Connect, the existing Connect accessory, or any games built specifically for Connect. So, yeah, that's kind of how it works. Now, start quote: "It's our intent for all Xbox games that do not require Connect to play on Series X at the launch of a console, and because of the unprecedented power of Series X." Most of your favourite games will load faster and look and perform many times better on the new console. End quote. Now, Microsoft has been clear about supporting existing Xbox One games, including backward compatible 360 and original Xbox games on the Series X, but the lack of Kinect support is new. However, start quote, there's no way for Kinect to work, end quote, according to Phil Spencer, and that's what he confirmed in an interview with The Verge. It makes sense. There's no dedicated connect port, and then no USB connect adapter. So, because it discontinued back in 2018, after connect was killed off in 2017. So it kind of makes sense. But they say it's very intent. So I feel like that might just be in case there is a rare exception. Not there will be a rare exception. But still, it's definitely nice for them to have that in case there. I think it's smart. But start quote, our backward compatibility engineers have spent years devising innovative ways for modern next-gen technology to make the games library you're building today even better at no additional cost and with no work from developers, end quote. Now, Microsoft is really highlighting its different approach to next-gen consoles with digs at Sony. So, start quote, the the Xbox Elite controller and adaptive controller will work on Series X, so you don't have to purchase new controllers. Unlike others, we believe that your investments in gaming should move you into the next generation, end quote. Now, upon publication on Microsoft's site, unlike others, was removed from the post. But Spencer also says that Microsoft won't force people to upgrade consoles to get Xbox exclusive games. So all Xbox Game Studios 
titles we may release in the next couple of years, for example Halo Infinite, will be available and play great on the Series X and Xbox One. That's definitely a really good thing. So for those of you who don't know, this is definitely important. There is an official Xbox Games event on July 23rd. So the Halo Infinite campaign will finally be being showed off. I'm on holiday. I am on holiday when they are showing off. Oh my god. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed at that. I'm on holiday. I can't watch it. I'm on holiday. Uh, well, actually now I could watch it, but like, it's... Yeah, it's a family... It's a... Yeah, I probably won't watch it until I get back, which is annoying. Oh well. Anyway. Oh my god. I'm really looking forward to that event. I've been waiting for it since Sony's event. But... Yeah, anyway. So, you know, Microsoft's blog post... Uh, yeah, basically just outlined all of this as well. Oh, I'm really annoyed about July 23rd. I knew it was about date. But, hey, holiday comes first. It's been a crazy year so far. And I just want to say a massive, you know, thank you to everyone out there who is staying safe, following social distancing guidelines, doing whatever they can to just try and make everything safer for everyone. Whether you work in the NHS, the police, fire service, whether you work at your local store and you're in charge of health and safety measures, you know, like whatever your role is, if you're doing even a small thing to help it, a massive thank you to you for everything you're doing. Uh, it's been a crazy year this year and we should hopefully be starting to get through this year. Uh, but honestly, I'm kind of surprised the consoles are being launched with everything that's happened. Now, so yeah, that's everything for the Xbox. However, I do have some not great news for Destiny 2 fans. It's not that Beyond Light is being like majorly delayed. Actually, I think it is a fairly big delay. I can't remember the original launch date. But just like Cyberpunk being pushed back, um, yeah, you can guess. Beyond Light has been pushed back to November 10th. So, you know. Yay! Okay, I think we're going to start seeing a pattern here that we're just going to see a blanket. Everything kind of being stopped, kind of being pushed back a bit. Might even be why Sony and Microsoft haven't released their release dates, but I'm still not 100% sure. Uh, I was going to do this in a segment, but you know what? I think I'm just going to go straight into it. It's one story. So the EU is now investigating Alexa, Siri and the Google Assistant and if they're stifling the Internet of Things. I mean, yeah, they're basically seeing if they're building monopolies with their digital assistants and smart home products. So, start quote, when big companies abuse their power, they can very quickly push markets beyond the tipping point where competition turns to monopoly, end quote. I mean... Now, Alexa does... I can see Amazon Alexa definitely being like this. As it completely ties together lots of stuff for Amazon especially. And I can kind of say the same about Google Assistant in a way. But I don't think it's as big as Alexa. 
Alexa is built into everything. I got it on my uh, whatever generation Fire TV stick. It's not the new one where you've got Alexa voice assistant. Just I just say Alexa. Sorry. Um, A L E X A. It probably would. You know, I probably didn't do anything bad, but I'm sorry if you got a uh, A L E X A speaker. Uh, but it's built straight into my Fire TV stick. It's uh, obviously there's all the Echo devices. Uh, I don't know how much the. I think it's. Uh, yeah, they got Ring. I think it's the Ring brand. I don't know how much they, those devices link in to what Amazon does. It could be a lot. It could be a very short amount, small amount. I have no idea. But. Yeah, it's basically about how voice assistants and smart devices collect an amount, collect data about our habits, as they could misuse the data collected. Now, the targets appear to be Silicon Valley tech companies have Vestager, um, yeah, Mar Margaret Vestager, the head of the EU Competition Commission, uh, also announced or also mentioned that Douche Telecoms, I'm sorry that's completely wrong pronunciation, uh, but the Magenta Voice Assistant from another company as well. Now powerful companies can favour preferred services and limit interoperability, making it more difficult to buy competitors' products. And start quote, right now the appliances in our homes do not need to be connected to each other, we feel free to buy the best smart speaker we can find on the market without worrying whether it will be whether it will work with our smart lighting system and we want it and we want to keep it that way end quote now sonos has to google over disputes about building products yeah after alleged disputes over building products that integrated both google and amazon voice assistants personally I wouldn't want, like if I Google, I wouldn't want one device that had a Google Assistant and an Amazon ALEXA. I'm not saying it uh, on, on the same device. I wouldn't want that on the same device. And I understand that, you know, you're basically giving one device for two assistants. And I, I to be honest, as a user, I wouldn't want both of them in the same product. I would only want one. Like, I don't want ALEXA. Sorry, being able to listen to a conversation with Google Assistant and vice versa. You know, I don't want to risk that. And I've just, I know it's not that different, but still, even if I were to use both of those services, I would have different speakers for them. Because I know in theory, the other one can still hear it, but it's not being sent through it. Uh, now, the probe is in its very early stages. And the commission is sending 400 questionnaires to smart home, wearable tech, and voice assistant businesses, gathering details about data collection and interoperability. It's apparently going to produce a preliminary report by spring of 2021, and possible enforcement action after that. So the usual EU antitrust probe takes a year to get a report, and then takes another year to decide whether to do anything about it. Probably, yeah, eh. You know what? The only one I can actually—this is ironic. 
the only antitrust case I could actually see Apple winning after being thrown into it is this one. Because Siri is so small. No offense to all of you Siri fans out there. All due respect, it's only on Apple's, you know, it's only on Apple's devices. And I would much rather you Google Assistant or Alexa. A-L-E-X-A. Damn it, I keep on doing it. I'm really sorry for everyone that I set off your A-L-E-X-A devices. Um, yeah, I'm really sorry for setting those off about 20 times in one episode. I I would prefer to use anything other than Siri. Honestly, Siri is a steaming pile of garbage, in my opinion. It's gotten, you know, Siri's gotten a lot better and getting better in iOS 14. But you can't say it's a good Google Assistant. I just don't see the interoperability there. I just don't see it. I think this is the one I could see Apple getting away with just because they're not, I you know, they're only a big player because of the iPhone and the iPad and the Mac as well. To be fair, it's on basically every single one of Apple's devices now. Okay, you know what? I take back my statement. Siri is everywhere. I just don't know how useful I would find Siri. Uh, yeah, this is ironic. Yeah, one that I think Apple would actually fully get away with. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I just think all of these investigations, yeah, okay, they have a point, but at the end of the day, Google is just, you know, I understand not wanting your speaker on the same speaker as an ALEXA. Yeah, I wouldn't want an. Amazon and a Google voice assistant on the same speaker. I don't. Okay. Uh, if I just set, set off your Google Home, then I'm really sorry for that. I just set mine off, so I probably set yours off as well. Um, yeah. If I set. Yeah. So if I've set anything off for anyone today, it's probably going to be one of those days where it's one of those stories where you guys set stuff off. But I just don't see the point in this investigation at the end of the day. Unless they do say, okay, if you put, say, Philips Hue light bulbs on our device, you can't have it on anything else, then yeah, I think that's wrong. But, and if they say to a smart speaker company, if you develop Google Assistant speakers, you can't develop Amazon A-L-E-X-A speakers. But saying that, Oh no, I don't want Google. I don't want Google Assistant on the same as an A L E X A speaker. It's very different, in my opinion. Like as long as they're not just stopping you from making it for other devices, then I say you're fine. But still, you know, it is a delicate balance between anti-competition and just kind of fair play. Now the EU is also investigating. Google's acquisition of Fitbit, as well as Amazon's use of third-party data. Personally, the Google Fitbit acquisition, I can't see anything coming of that. Google have already pledged not to use the data, data for ads, and even though they pledged it almost immediately after they announced it, they're saying, "Hey, you know, it's been a few months. We're just going to investigate Google for using Fitbit, Fitbit data for ads." Like they announced, they wouldn't. And if they found breaking that, you know, like, if they need to put it in writing for you, they can, sure. But first thing, I think when Google says they won't do something, they normally don't do it, at least for, you know, a year, maybe. 
I don't know. I just think it's the EU are just trying to just everyone's trying to disband the big tech companies, and I think I I just feel like they're all trying to get them disbanded. Google Assistant needs Google. It's part of Google. Amazon Alexa. That one actually, I don't think it needs it as much. Uh, just because they're not really any direct tie-ins to an operating system there, apart from Fire TV. And they could just say, hey, we're going to have a partnership, so A-L-E-X-A is still on your Fire TV. Boom. Sorted. Hey. Just an easy way for them to get around it. And that's in the partnership. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Cortana's being investigated. I don't think it will be. It's basically dead at this point. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, that is everything for today. This is Dying Out Just World, and my name is Luke. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to follow. No matter what you're listening on, you can either follow or subscribe. And I will see you in tomorrow's episode, which will be the last episode for a week. Uh, yeah, sorry about that, everyone, but where's well, it's gonna be. See you in tomorrow's episode.